welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. It's time to get legendary. Drag Race France 2 is here and helping me talk about it all is the legendaire Patricia Diamond. How are you? I'm just, I think, the like resident uh, francophone expert, I think, at this point. You, you're you one of them. I have a couple now. Um, I, well, I'm probably I the best, people. so... Ooh, okay. Uh, it's possible, it's possible. I enjoy people who speak the language because it makes me um, not have to learn things when I have a complete conniption at 2 o'clock in the morning watching it and be like, where the captions go? Yeah, I saw the captions were in French. That's why I figured that's probably, it's probably it <laughs> for the English speakers. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a bit. Um of friends pronunciations i apologize it will get better eventually mm. um we're learning i'm going it's, it's a learning curve i'm not um, learning i'm already there you're already there as always i let, must do a disclaimer this is an entertainment podcast we're discussing reality tv show characters as presented to us through reality television show production we are showing the ending of a television show wants to see we react to what is presented yes the real people can get an opportunity to go on television to share their crafts but they've also put themselves in a position to discuss what is said on the podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality to have the show okie dokie um so before we begin drag race france um I heard a little rumor that someone on this podcast went to France recently. Well, I guess recently, yeah, I guess. About like three months ago, three, four months ago. Where did you go? I've smoked a lot since then, so it does not feel like recently. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, Where did you go? Oh, there's this great bathhouse. I'm just... (laughs) Okay. I went to Paris for most of the time, um, like most people do. And then I went to a city called Angers, which is in the Loire Valley. And that's, I would, it's kind of no reason to go there, but I went because in high school, I spent three weeks there over mm-hmm. one summer. So I was like, I'm going to go back and see it. And it kicked ass. Um, and then also went to a couple of places, but yeah, France was awesome. Well, I won't say anything about French people because I'm sure some might be listening. Mm-hmm, some definitely. Lovely, absolutely. But lovely uh, folk from that. Um, did you have a lot of wine and baguettes? Uh, not that many baguettes, actually. I had a, I actually tried wine for the first time when I was in France. It was oh my sh- god! I was an angel until recently, and now I'm a substance abuser. It well, runs in my family. Um, um, so obviously, being in France, having French wine was probably it was the best really bad wine though. What? My friends are my friends and I are really cheap, so we were at some like cheap restaurant. We're like, we'll take your cheapest champagne. It did kind of taste like donkey piss, but it was. Do you hey, know what donkey piss tastes like? All right. Um, let's let us let us go through. There's a lot to talk about because it is the debut of Drag Race France 2. Did you know any of our 11 contestants prior to the season beginning? Not personally. Um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't personally know any of them, but I knew a few. Like everyone, mm-hmm. I think, who knows anything about French drag knows who Cookie Cunty is. Mm-hmm. Same with Kiona. I think pretty much anybody who knows anything about like French, especially Parisian drag, she's like, you know her. Um, and who was the other one? There's only one that I recognize their name, but I can't remember. I'll it'll come to me. Well, but we'll get there. Who I recognize the name from? 
Well, we are back in the workroom as we are about to meet our new divas. But before we begin, we see that last season's winner, Paloma, has left the girls a little mirror message. Do you think she was literally hired for a day to walk into the workroom and sign a little note for them and then get out of drag and leave? I'm, qu- I'm quite sure. Yeah. Um, Good for her. Good for her. Unless, Good maybe they didn't have to do a commercial or something. Too. Maybe, probably. I kind of liked it, though. I was like, I, li- I liked I feel like a lot of other seasons don't do like a little flashback to last mm-hmm. I liked it. I like that. Um, but also, I guess it's the second season, but I just I thought yeah, it was she's paying cool. homage to her season and opening the door for the new girls. Yeah. It's a really it sweet cute. way. All right, let's begin. Real bitches never get cold. The star is here. It's Mami Wata, and she is 24. She is your favorite African diva who loves to show off her body because she can afford to. Okay, friends, we're going to just get into it. The look is by Langon. Uh, I mean, listen, the theme of Mommy's episode is wear fucking clothes at least once this season. I don't mind the occasional two-piece, but that seems to be everything we see from her. I think it's flirty. She has got a great body. Like the white monochromatic, the blue covers are fun. It's just not enough. Like, not nearly enough to cut it for me. She can do no wrong by my eyes. So, Of course. Um, do you wear two-pieces on the regular? Hell no. I haven't gotten to that. I haven't reached that part of my journey just yet. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, (laughs) We haven't gotten that far yet. What did you think of Mami Wata's look? I liked it. Um, It seems, because it's an entrance, I mean, it seems like her. She seems... Right, sure. Uh, You can have that. You you can have that one. Um, I'm going to give it a boot. I can't. I'm I'm just... It's a boot. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't mad. I liked her personality a lot, so I honestly wasn't paying too much attention to what she was wearing. That's fair. I was so like, oh, she's fun. she was a really good like first one to walk in. Absolutely. Like, um. Well, the audience goes twenty-seven percent to seventy-three percent boot. She will take her spot at the table and nearly not make it onto the stool. I was totally ready for her to take a tumble with no one watching. I mean, except for us, we were watching. Next up, she's crazy. No, she's forever, baby. She is Sarah Forever. She is 33 and she was born in Bordeaux. Um, please tell me that Sarah Forever is not future Orion's story. Look at their confessionals. They are the same person. I didn't make that connection, but I will now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what happens when you have too much weed. Give me about three more months. Um, her look is by Minuet de Veline, uh, here by Wig As You Art. Well, that's the Volva, Maury. I mean, give her credit for coming in with a statement. I think the styling and the construction is great. The hair is super fun, pulls the fuchsia out. I'm just not sure that I understood the cowbell, but maybe that's something me being ignorant. What what did you make of this look? Uh, yeah, I, I I like the idea of the cowbell, but I'll, <laughs> you know, maybe put something on that so it's not just going on. I don't know. I thought it was cute. It, it was interesting. Like, I think it's supposed to be um, a... Uh, vaginal cavity maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe and I, I but i but i'm not and then her head is the uh the clitoris which is a word okay okay so we're going somewhere um clearly i, I am don't not know well how a cowbell falls into that yeah, I, i'm I, not well versed in the female anatomy sorry i apologize well I, I i i fairly fairly am and i will say i don't think i've ever seen a cowbell i, okay, <laughs> I, don't, okay, think okay. That, I don't think that I think we are that, learning a lot in this episode wow yeah. okay like if there's a cowbell um, down there we would probably hear that a lot more you know uh it's a toot yeah i mean i'm not mad at it it's audience it made me say okay 
an audience 80% to 20% boot. Now, Mommy Wata is very confused as to what is happening on this here day. First, she thinks she's on the countryside, and then she sees a vagina. She needs some help. Sarah will tell us that she is a vulva because vulvas are underrepresented. Sure. Okay. Yeah. The queens will hug it out as they meet for the first time. And I just like, and just like I, Sarah is underwhelmed by the little on mummy, but says that it suits her very well. And like I, if she put on the outfit, it wouldn't look the same on me. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sarah tells mommy she smells good and um, she just took a shower. And meanwhile, Sarah says she smells like dung. What do you smell like today? Uh, funny you should ask because I actually just put on in, uh, actually just got a little bracelet that I have that absorbs like essential oils. I just put essential oils on it and it is going to be a rose. Oh, how that was the first that was the first one I grabbed though. So okay, okay. I was like, we're gonna be a nursing home today. Now Sarah will ask mommy if she's excited to be there. She says yes, so she can finally be a star. What kind of a question is that, is that? Are you excited to be here? Is that why we go on Drag Race? Not for the opportunity to share our craft with the world, but to be a star? I've never been. That's true. One day. Mm. Season 69. There's not going to be a world left in that many years. (laughs) Yes, there will. Come on, sport. It's going to be great. Of course, Sarah will read her star ability with the look she's wearing. But hey, she's a star in her head, and that's all that matters. Next up, hello, bitches. The season will be full of curves and head and head on. Her name is Ginger Bitch, and she is 44 years old. She is gentle and loving and was born in Normandy, but has lived in Nice for eight years. Um, can you help me out here with the geography of France and tell me where Normandy and Nice are? Nice is in the south. It's right next to Monaco and Italy. And then mm-hmm. Normandy is, you know, France has like two little dicks that hang off the top. Sure. The big one is Brittany and the small one is Normandy. Okay, good to so know. So it's in like the north, and it's kind of a more countryside. It, it's it's kind of, I guess you could equivalent it. Nope, that's not a word. That's well, not a word. Sure. I mean, English is a fluid language. You could kind of say it's um, like kind of like their answer to like the Midwest, kind of. Okay, okay, okay. But like the conservative Midwest, not like, Ooh, not like okay, Chicago, but like, but like Iowa. That's going to make sense later on. Well, Ginger wants to show that after... 44 you can do drag and be beautiful and funny she's there to say that drag isn't just for 20 somethings and that was directed solely toward you miss patricia diamond well that's it's gonna have to be for 20 somethings because i'm not making it to 44 so we're gonna have to see i hope you make it to at least 30 i don't my back already hurts now no all right her look is by Bori larry hair by wigs blue nails by drag my nails i think this is very cute and flirty and youthful despite being on being the oldest bitch in the competition she is ready for the barbie movie um here's what i'm going to say and i said in the preview podcast i can't see i can't not see a certain season 12 contestant who we don't speak of anymore in her drag but hopefully ginger will rewrite history so we don't have to remember uh, that other person um this was a simple smart easy entrance look i liked it yeah i thought it, i think it's like it's cute you know it's monochromatic yeah it's a nice little like you know feminine little campy you know little... i'll give it a two yeah uh, 10 out of 10 for me audience 76 percent to 24 percent boot now from the sidelines mommy will say that ginger's look is like cam hughes entrance being pink and having a bow deja vu but also, she says that it looks like Camp Hugh has eaten too much since the first season. Not the skinny bitch wearing nothing, fat shaming on episode one. Yeah, that sounds about right. I feel yeah, that that checks out. Not surprised. Yeah, let's try not to do that, please, friends. I know it was all in jest, but um, 
Yeah, not a cute look. No, no. As Sarah cowbells over, she tells her that she should have picked another color because they're all in pink. Ginger will note that they're very young and she is there to raise the average age. After telling them that she is from Nice, she will assume Mommy is from Paris, but she says it's Saint-Denis, and allegedly there is a massive distinction. Do you know why there is such a distinction between Paris and Saint-Denis? Yes. Please tell uh, me. Well, Saint-Denis is like, um, it's, I, yeah, I like, don't want to call it a suburb because it's like a different way, and it, suburbs in Europe are very different than they are here, but it's like directly north of Paris, and it's like, kind of a, a big suburb outside of it and it's mostly lower income it has a mm-hmm. large immigrant population um and it's kind of like seen as like from what i know i'm not 100 i've been through there once before or twice before i think it seems cute and like they're definitely a, when you're there it's obvious you're not in paris because the people want like it's people say saint denis saint denis they're not they're not they want to separate themselves because i think paris by a lot of um, like white French people is like they mm-hmm. see Saint Denis as like ooh scary don't go there so it's kind of like a like kind of a can I stereotype thing. and say is it closer to Brooklyn or Bronx? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but from what I would gather, kind of both. Okay, but I'd say maybe more towards Bronx, but just like with the Brooklyn pride. All right, I'm here. But for I guess it. there's some Bronx pride, maybe not as much though. Um, the story here is Ginger knows who Mommy is, and therefore the star power is rising for Miss Two Feast. Look at her. She's already becoming a star. Okay, next up. Who said the nights were made for sleeping? Her name is Moon. She is 31, and she is from a small village called Switzerland. Her words, not mine. Um, okay. She says Moon is a drag queen creature, not a woman, just a creature. Her look is by Anastasia Bull, hair by wigs by Neil Lucas. This chartreuse is a brilliant and unique color. Ever since Michelle Visage outlawed green, we rarely see this color in drag. I think Moon is a very special creature and this is a very special look. But if the goal is to evoke who you truly are through your entrance look, she did it and did it well. The hair is magical. The look is mystical. The bag is terrifying. This is a well put together look. No frills, no pizzazz, just exquisite detailing at the top. What did you think of Moon? I really like her. She's like, like personality wise, what's been like showed to us. She's one of my favorites so far. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, um, um, I, I liked the look. I thought it was cute. It kind of, it seemed, it kind of gave me a vibe that I liked, but it wasn't over the top. Cause you don't want to start out with something like crazy. Cause then everything else has to live up to it. So it's like, you know, a nice, it makes you say, Oh, I, you can, it shows that she's kind of creative and you can say, Ooh, what, what can we expect from this bitch? I'll give her a cheat. Yeah. And Switzerland, Switzerland kicks ass. So yeah. Have you been? No, I can't afford that. Okay. I was supposed to go in 2020, but then the pandemic happened. So one day I'll go, but Switzerland's pretty cool. I, I, I fuck with the Swiss, so good for do, her. Do you ski? You said what? Do you ski? Hell no. Okay. I you, just like, you just like looking cute and drinking hot cocoa. I grew up in a trailer. What do I look like on skis? Ah, uh, Bambi. That's a oh, little nice. too bougie for me. I just want to go and like hang out. That's fair. And look at the um, mountains and say, ooh. The look, too. 77% from the audience, 23% boot. The girls have no idea who she is, but they all want her bag. Moon only has eyes on Mama Wati. She says she's an icon and gorgeous. Just don't tell her that. Her ego will inflate. She loves that the chick is naked on episode one. Girl, just you wait. She's going to be even more naked. Now, she will share that she is from Geneva, Switzerland, which is still not a small town. And this makes her the first international. She's the first Swiss Swiss bitch. Um... 
that's so cool yeah and that's it makes sense because like switzerland's such like a linguistically divided country it's not a divide i wouldn't call it divided but like linguistically it is and like there's three languages French, and it kind of similar Italian. To there's all their own drag race like spinoffs for each of those yeah. countries so it just makes more sense because kind of like with belgium if they were going to do like a drag race switzerland they would probably do it in german so then the people who don't who are, speak german as a second language it might would be a little they would do just you, kind of do you think we might get a drag race deutschland i, I mean hey let's ask the audience we are um, I'm not, I can't watch it. Filmed. I'm not mature enough for German accents. I can't. Oh, no. I, I, I can't do it. Is it going to turn you on too much? No, I it just I laugh my ass off. I, okay. And I, I don't forgive Germany yet either. It's not even. Okay. Been oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. So you will not be coming on for a recap for Drag Race Deutschland. No, because they'll go, hello, I welcome to, and I, I that's why I didn't watch Sweden, because I just, I can't handle those kind of accents. It's, it's too silly. You're missing out. You're missing out. You're missing out. Okay, Maybe in so, a couple years I can handle it. All right. Sarah will tell Moon that she is kind of honoring her country. Is Switzerland known for their bovine? Is that like cows? Yeah. Just say cows. Bovine was a fancier word. I guess they are because they have Swiss cheese, right? I mean, when I think of Switzerland, there's a lot of things I think about. Cows isn't the first thing, but I would say, yeah, they probably are. Probably, I mean, I have pictures I see. You see like a little cow on the mountain, and then they have Mm. cheese. They've got a lot of dairy products. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Moon wondered if they're going to take another Swiss because she wants to be the one and only. Next up, are you ready to board the Kitty Spaceship? Fasten your seatbelts, bitches. It is Kitty Space and she has blue hair out of drag. She says she is also called Space Kitten and Intergalactic Kitten. Um, What other names are you known by, Patricia Diamond? That's about it. Uh, Most of them include slurs. Oh, okay. So we can't say on the podcast. Yeah. Okay, okay. She is super proud to be the first Asian drag queen on Drag Race France. Only took two seasons. They're doing well. We're, we're progress, friends. Progress. Her look is by Romain Severin, hair by KK Sart Wig. She's living up to the name in this aesthetic. I think this was really fun and unique. While I usually don't love the baked potato couture jacket, I think she's rocking it for this look. The cat suit and the styling of it was quite profound. And the hair. That is how you do Judy Jetson Hooker. I love the two-tone and the elevation of it. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for me. It was so fun. It's a toot. Yeah, I just think it's fun. It, it looks very put together and looks very nice. Audience, 86% toot, 14% boot. Now, next up. Oh, no, no we're still continuing here. Um, Mama Wati will tell us that's her pal and that they do not have the same budget, clearly. But they are now officially um, there together. The competition is on. Moon loves that there is another alien sister. And Ginger will kiss Kitty on the lips. Maybe that's a French or a European thing. Um, I don't think we can really get away with that here. Because if you start just like greeting someone with a kiss on the lips, uh, you're probably going to be canceled. Yeah, like it's not the, it's not a, like a shake a hand type thing. But it's not, it's not a weird to do. Yeah. Um, did you meet a lot of um, Parisians by kissing on the lips? Mm. I don't remember. I remember a lot of a lot of friends. Oh, all right. Now, Moon, our beautiful Moon, she says that the girls are talking too fast. She is lost. She can't keep up. And I say, same. I talk really fast. My mom talks faster than I do. So I in French, I talk fast in French. Yeah. 
Okay. My okay. mom doesn't, but I mean, I can I can still understand French pretty fast because it's it's honestly a pretty sl- like slow language. Yeah. It's like about the same level as like English. So when it's spoken, it's not when like Spanish is fast to start with. So when it's spoken fast, oh boy. Shout out to shout out to my Dominican friends. <laughs> when it's spoken fast, it's I don't know what's going on. Hang on tight. Yeah. Well, mommy says that they don't speak French in Geneva. Well, then what do they speak in Geneva? They speak French in Geneva. That's not okay. True. Mommy is not actually Ellen. No, <laughs> that's not the truth. They do speak French in Geneva. It's the part of Switzerland that's like right on the border with France and the Alps. Gotcha. Moon knows she speaks slowly, but also says that it's common knowledge that the Swiss are slow. Listen, if that's the case, let's go find me a Swiss twink. I like slow Swiss twinks. Well, I will say she might not be like a native French speaker, even though she lives in mm-hmm. Geneva. She could be from somewhere else in Switzerland, like is a native German or Italian speaker. That's fair. So, like, it's, she might, it's possible that French isn't her first language, um, but, like, the Geneva area usually is. I didn't know the Swiss were slow, but with so many mountains in the way, you kind of got to. It's true. It's the remix of La Grande Dame because the bitch can't get through the doorway, and the look isn't even her strong point. She is Pish, and she is 26, and she is from Alice. Uh, okay, I, here's what I'm going to say. It's going to be a very confusing year for me because we have Pish in France and Peach in belgique and they mean two totally different things maybe i'm just like better but i didn't like that didn't cause any problems for me well because i don't speak either i don't speak those languages so it's harder for me well duolingo's free you know that's true that's true peace will be one of the most french things i will see in a confessional until someone else but we're going to get to her soon she is a gypsy queen as she has gypsy and algerian origins and again friends as i said on the preview podcast we are going to use the term uh, when Peach refers to it, I know there is um, some people who don't like the term, but again, this is what Peach is using. She says she is a gypsy word that means phallus, and she doesn't use the S for elegance. And we learned that it's a nickname for girls in the South as they say Peach or hussy. Her look is by Victor Vinsanto, hair by Vespi, nails by Mel on the Nails. This was such a strong statement. First, the hair is Marie Antoinette realness. The gown is sensational. The volume, that back piece is tool to the max. But it's the top. It is so fashion and unique. And Peach is saying, here's the androgyny the judges are looking for. Such a strong way to start the game. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah. That was the problem with this season. There are times people kept walking in and be like, oh, this is my favorite. Oh, no, this one's my favorite. And then I don't remember who else was in the cast. Like, oh, wait, shit, we haven't even gotten to these people yet. Just, I seem to really like all these, everything everybody's bringing. That's good. I, I'm, I'm glad we found a cast you like. Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like UK where I guess the second season, like the first season was strong, mm-hmm. but like the second season is like really strong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it has the drag, because they have the talent is there. So, it's, you know, it's not surprising. I know there is this kind of talent in France. This look is an absolute toot. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to second that motion. Audience 93% toot, 7% boot. Moon says that if she's doing this on the first day, she can't wait to see her runways. Ginger notes that Peach is very beautiful and wants to know what else she's got. She'll have to wait and see. Now, when Peach tries to go see her new friend, she has to stop as she steps on her gown. Um, and then she's just going to have to do a manly walk into the trenches, like hopping over. And with Peach in the fold, Sarah is ready for them to bring in the worst. And the irony of who walks in next. I am the biggest pedal of this competition. Rub it and it will sting. Remember when I said Peach was the most French thing I saw in Confessional? I raise you Rose. I don't know if it's the shirt or the way she sits or the way she speaks. It just, she just seems so stereotypically French. Yeah, you'd be able to clock her from a mile 
or Kalamita or whatever. Why did I do Australian accent for that? I don't know what happened there. Um, she is Rose and she is 32 years old and lives in Pali. She has done drag for 10 years and is the queen of comedy and humor without pretense. Now she will reveal that she is the drag duo with Punani for 10 years, but in this competition, she's there alone. More on that soon. Okay. Sure. Ooh, her hair is by Alamal Tijitar. Listen, if Rose is your name, give us the reference. I think the headpiece is superb. I love the construction of it and the use of stoning. Uh, it's the right sparkle to counterbalance lack of bling below her neck. The earrings, they're fine. They're great. I think she has used a beautiful color story to sell this persona. It's just the dress is so plain, like beyond simple. The velvet gloves have a personality, but here we go again. Give me a necklace, just like a single stone or something. There is so much real estate on her chest that it just looked incomplete. Yeah, I like the cut of the dress and stuff. I just think like maybe a, a big shiny necklace. Yeah. And then if the dress was like that green velvet that the gloves are, something like that same kind of fabric. Yeah. I, I like I like that it's simple, that there's not like anything done, but just that fabric, I don't know was the right choice. I would have went with like something that's not a shimmery, so like something that's like a like a velvet, honestly. I agree. You can be um, now, with the basic dress in velvet because velvet's just like interesting. It's right. It's got classy. texture to it. So it's got colors and it, it works yeah. well on camera. Big velvet fan here. Um, now, let's say you get to enter the workroom. Are you going to enter with a giant diamond on your head? I don't have money for that. It can be a fake diamond. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll get back to that. Back on back, more on that at nine, right? Um, I'm going to give this a very, very soft two yeah I'll, not terrible. I'll, I'll agree i mean overall i like it i just you know wish the dress was a little bit it could be elevated yeah audience 57 percent to 43 percent boot now after the girls say she needs watering as she is dry rose walks over and has a bit of a lukewarm reception they know who she is and they seem utterly confused as there's only one of them there she says that this is an opportunity for her to exist alone if that's what she wants to do all right, next up. The scream say it all. The competition has arrived. Good evening, children. Mom is here. And Sarah would rather say daddy, but that's a whole different story. It is Cookie Conti. She is 29 years old and has been doing drag in Paris for seven years. 29. I, I expected her to be a little bit older. Yeah, because I'm I mean, I just she's kind of a bit of a legend in Paris. So I kind mm -hmm. of thought, I was like, oh, I didn't really you don't really come across a lot of legends who are still who are in their 20s. It usually takes a while, but now, she says she is a glamorous and elegant diva. She's a MILF, the cool aunt at family dinners who brings vodka in a flask. Um, I, I feel like you're also a cool aunt. No, I don't. My, my sister doesn't have any kids. No? What, what <laughs> is that persona? I, I feel like I would be like an absent aunt or like an absent. Gotcha. Like, I, I, would, I would be the one that like you don't really ever see. But mm -hmm. like when you do, it's an event. You know what I mean? Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Like, I'll see you for like Christmas and like one other time during the year. But when I come, like, you're going to, like, you, you know, I'm there. And you're like, ah, where's, where's that hussy at? You know what I mean? Right. I will say that with notoriety that she brings, she's very subdued and confessional. But um, that was kind of a thing that happened last season. Um, it may just be like a very French lackadaisical um, thing. Like, they're not as like, vibrant as we see in, in in the states when it comes to drag race and confessional she she knows who she is and she's like not going to overdo it you know what i mean yeah kind of like i guess you can't say like, like, like how sasha colby was or she was in right. her professional it was just her exactly she's not you can tell she's not putting on anything for tv exactly and then she knows that people in france know who she is so mm -hmm. she's just kind of like she knows she's gonna have a warm reception she's not trying 
Absolutely. Her look is by Rivoli, hair by Jean-Baptiste Sentence. This is cookie cunty to a T. It's simple and vintage and sophisticated. I think the hair is giving us a lot of personality with that side swoop. The leopard print drape is not my favorite, but I like it paired with a little black dress and the heels. She's marrying the leopard print. She's ready for anything. I saw the leopard print and I didn't get leopard print. I got chocolate chip cookie. You got chocolate chip cookie? Because okay, cookie, because okay. cookie country, I looked at it and I said, it's, it's like, it looks like an animal print inspired, but it also kind of okay. gives you a, a bit of a chocolate chip cookie. I was like, oh, you know. I'm here for that. I actually like your interpretation. I'd rather have a cookie instead of a leopard. Hey, try shrooms. It'll have more interpretations like that. Well, listen, last time I tried shrooms, I was in so much I mean, he be gifted, my back. He gifted yeah, a right, thing right. of shrooms from right, a dispensary. Right. I was. I was With the purchase shrooms. of a sticker. Because my back was really, really out of it. Um, friends who've been on the podcast for many years know my story. Um, it was my back was so bad; it had no effect on me. Like I was like, "Come on!" Ah, that's was, so that's so unfortunate. It was it was very. Probably could sue. Oh, I should no. Um, this look is a toot. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. I really, I would wear that. I bet you would. Yeah, in that and color. I, hold on, let me look at that wig. I would, and I'd like that wig as well, but I don't know about. Platinum white from for me. I like it a lot on her. I don't know about it for me, but um, yeah, I would wear that in a heartbeat. That's kind of the like. Oh, I'm just noticed the shoes are matching too. Yeah. I, I just I like when they have I like icons, them. not like babies. <laughs> Audience, ninety percent to ten percent boot. Satter tells us that Cookie Kunti is the queen mother. She comes in as such, like a pasha. She loves to show that she has seen it all, which is in fact true. Cookie will say that there are so many familiar faces. I'm like, like, like who? Tell me, who do you know? Uh, Moon says that clearly everyone knows her. I'm like, again, who knows her? Like, how do they know her? Cookie will compliment Moon's magnificent color. And then Moon calls Cookie a panther. She thought Cookie's panther-like. Moon hopes Cookie will leave them some space. And listen, if things go the way of season one, like Cam Hugh, expect a surprise elimination from Cookie early on. I hope not. I well, hope not yeah, too. Cam was like season one's, like the one everyone knew. Yeah, because she, I, I, I knew she was going to host. Before. Yeah, I I knew who she was before and all that stuff, but I think she just was like, she also was kind of young too. You know what I mean? And she's not a good host. She knows it too. Yeah, <laughs> she, I, yeah. She, I mean, I think she just was young and yeah, doesn't because she was on her season. She has a face for photos, photo. right? Yeah, yeah. Bless her heart. Yeah. but um very sweet absolutely one of the sweetest people i met yeah right. but also cookie, being well doesn't mean you're good at drag race exactly cookie will put her purse down which kitty says holds ginger's personality the girls are getting into it already but ginger's gonna retort but not the hips at least you can play it off okay don't give up on your relationship disco needs you i take it back this is the gayest french thing i've ever seen a glitter beret and a drawn-on stash i can't even it's vespi who is 23 from lille um, she says she's a pretty queen, and yes, we have seen it. Vespi means wasp, and like them, she stings. I heard that about you, too. No, I don't know. Uh, actually, Ellen, that's not the truth. Uh, I'm very non-confrontational. Unless I'm, like, I have, unless I'm really high, I almost got in this altercation last week with this like old lady who tried who like tried something with me on the, met- on, like, the metro bus, mm-hmm. and I was like, just trying to get my groceries. So I almost like went off on this like old white woman, but I decided I wouldn't. That only happens whenever I'm like under the influence. But whenever I'm sober, I'm so non-confrontational. I'll just like cry and then think about it for 12 years. That's fair. But I will Um, say I'd wear this outfit in a heartbeat. And I'd like that exact wig in black. 
the, the look is it's perfect. The look is by Vespi, hair by Shaitan, nails by Mail and Nails. Your disco needs your realness. This is one of the most beautiful creations I have ever seen. First, you have the big bird loofah. Um, then you get that impressive star disco dress, all paired with big curls. And there's bigger- stars in the hair. Literally, the, the hair is bigger than her entire body. I love this. And I'd like it as well. So if, she, are if she's listening, if she's listening, si tu avais cette pellicule, tu veux me donner, j'ai pas l'argent pour le payer, mais... There it is. We love it. Um, this is how you make an impressive impact. The stars are shining on this one. Absolute, my favorite entrance look of the bunch. I fuck with Lille too. Yeah, where is Lille? It's like almost in Belgium. It's really it's north, north France. People kind of shit on the north, like north part of France because they kind of talk silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a movie called Chez les Ch'tis that was okay, about okay. Yeah, so silly, but I kind of fuck with like north France. It's kind of have, like, have you ever painted on a mustache? Not since like childhood when I was like, okay, bored. Okay. <laughs> but um, I thought about it, but I think it would send me into some other gender crisis. So I try to avoid anything like that's that. That's fair. And you probably can't grow a beard like um, Peach. Probably, I why I doubt that. I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, they make lace front ones now. That's and- true. That is true. Oh my God. Could you imagine if Peach is like, it's fake and, and rips it right off? Oh my God. That beard is impressive. Yeah, that's somebody who, you know, my dad used to work with a guy named Wayne. He died. Rest in peace. I think he got shot. He, he had a mustache that would, he would like always sit there and he would take like an hour in the morning to twirl it up to the oh, right. That's great. That's great. He used to have a bunch of Civil War guns and gave us. Oh, okay. Well, Vespi, um, this look is an absolute toot. Yeah. Oh, I think that's my favorite. Audience agrees. 100% toot. Oh. Ginger says, yeah, Ginger says what we're all thinking. This Thin as a stick with a big wig. It's the first time she has seen a walking cotton swab. Mommy will tell us that Vespi is the most beautiful in Paris, then takes it back that she is the most beautiful, making Vespi the second most beautiful in Paris. And Cam Hugh is like, excuse me. Kitty is the critical one of the bunch, as she says to us that Vespi's boa looks like a bath sponge that she could have done better. Jealousy. I can understand it being like a little big, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that can kind of be a little like, like a lot And then the picture that was like posted on the drag race France thing, it looks good, but I could imagine like, you know, if it's all wrapped around, it just kind of looks a little too yeah. much. So, I mean, I guess if she's positioned a certain way, it could look a little, oof. but. Cookie will refer to moon as a tree and say that they were missing a star. Here she is Vespi. Um, yeah. Cause, I mean, honestly, you could probably put Vespi on her shoulders and it would check out. She's tiny. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Great work. Moon thinks Vespi is gorgeous. She looks at her closely, and now that's either because she's crushing on her or because Moon is a peculiar creature, and that's just what peculiar creatures do. Stare at people intently. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could say that. Tremble with joy, tremble with fear. Here she is, Kiona. She's Kiona. She is 31 and has bleached brows. Um, Miss Patricia Diamond, can you promise me you're never going to bleach your brows? Or shave them off. I have thought about shaving my brows. Please don't do it. But only for the reason of, so I don't have to do them anymore. But like, I, you know what I mean? Like I thought about shaving them and then doing the like temporary tattoo brows that'll uh-huh. stay for a day that just look nice. I don't want to yeah. be browless. Yeah, please. Like, don't. I'm always please gonna have don't. brows. Okay. Okay. But fine. I don't know if they'll always be real. All right. I believe Kiana lives on some people. 
Not, yeah. not a lot. I think it looks good on her, but I, a lot of people try. Yeah, it's not great. She lives in Paris, but is from the Ivory Coast. She reminds us that she is a legend on the ballroom scene. Dare I say she was maybe on a television show called Legendary? Boom. There we go. I mean, she's a legend. Look by Ken, Ken Ray, Nails by House of Tokyo. This is drag, mama. <coughs> um, that is a material every drag artist has in, the, has in the closet. A designer who has used it curses them out for wanting it. Um, I find this shape and silhouette very fascinating because Kiona is a beautiful and tall person, and she is showing that with the way she made this. There are just no breaks. It's a top to bottom, the same material, shoulder piece, sleeves, and all. It's just a lot. I wish there was something to break up um, the monotony because it almost feels like a fabulous gay cocoon. Like, surely there's a butterfly inside. But the hair is stunning. Love this amber on her and how it's styled. Um, again, it's just because it hits the shoulders at the same point. I just wish there was a little bit of a separation. Yeah, but I like it. It's kind of evoking like 80s, 90s ballroom to me a little bit. Fair. That's fair. Like the yes. stuff that was kind of worn a lot of the balls. So I wonder if maybe that's on purpose. Absolutely. I can see that. Um, but I, I know you mean. But I, that's one thing I could think of is if she did it as on purpose. But I... My favorite thing in the world also, I think, is like deep skin with this red hair. It's just the yeah. perfect combination. And she just looks so good. And it's so the, the way everything ties in. She reminds me in just vibe of Drew Sedora of DC. Do you know who that yeah, is? Yeah, yes, I do. She just is get like the way like her face is kind of shaped, the way that she um like paints, and then just like her like vibe of just walking in, being a fun time, but also like Kind of like, we're kind of like, like ooh, like every, all heads turn when she walks in kind of way. Yeah. Which is something I'll give like, it a yeah, I 10 out of 10 work. She's, she's pretty cool. Audience 73% to 27% boot. Now Vespi knows that this girl is wearing an outfit brighter than hers. Facts, but also fiction because it is a bit muted. Just, it's just more material. Yeah. Peach knows that she is a monster and a ballroom legend. She wouldn't mind if she wasn't there. So we know who a competition is. Kiona knows that they are dazzled by her light as she is probably as bright as the sun. She says it must not be easy for them, but they'll survive. It'll pass. That's the attitude we want. Confidence. Yeah, that's what I'm in therapy for, is trying to get more of that kind of attitude. Yeah. And I like bulbs to be like my competitors. Off. She is Punani and is 32 years old living in Paris. She says like all Parisians, she's hard to get. She is a fatal queen with fatal humor because sculptural and with humor, which you can't see, so she's clarifying it. She, too, will make it clear that she is part of Rose and Punani, but here she is alone. And I'm going to say something that's probably going to shock a lot of people. I'm kind hey, of I'm kind of slightly turned on by Punani. I'm, I, I, I think they're very attractive out of drag. Not my type her. usually, but like I'm kind of here for her. Is there like any real kind of picture? I don't remember. The Drag Race Wiki, probably. That's too much work to go to. Uh, her I'll look take your is word for it. by Miss Saint Klaus, hair by La Petre, jewels by Romain Gaetier. It's very simple. And again, fascinating color. I think the silhouette fits her body, but it's also quite engaging the way the sleeves drape. I love the hair and the beat, very Parisian. The earrings. I don't think I've ever seen non-pageant earrings that long. They were black and it was a choice. But but that was a good choice, I think. Honestly, yeah. there's so much nothingness going on in the chest. So having those earrings go right. all the way down there made it look, look really good. But honestly, maybe, I'd wear something like that. Maybe in the world of Punani and Rose, they just like basic fabrics. Yeah, as I would have, honestly, uh, like a country velvet, again, would have looked great. Right. But maybe I'm just a slut for velvet. 
There's something but about a flat I, satin that just doesn't read on television. I'm not mad at it. Like if I saw that on like one of the drag swap Facebook groups and it was like for affordable price, I'd buy it and then like embellish it. That, that like part, add some trim and then maybe add some stones. But like that color green, it kind of. I love it. I don't know what it's called. I guess like it's like a sartreuse almost, like Mountain Dew, like day week old Mountain Dew. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Know. <laughs> but, okay, we'll go with that one. Or, or, uh, my this. sister, my sister used to call that color Evil Forest Green. So we'll okay, call it that. Evil Forest Green. Okay, I think that's so cunty. And if it was in a velvet, I would so I wear that in a heartbeat, and All it looks right. great with platinum hair. I heard you sew things. Can't you sew that yourself? I can, um, but I could also not. You don't want to. Yeah, what good is I don't got gigs to do all that for. Once I start getting books, we'll all start selling more. We'll, we'll, we'll if some hey, if anybody's listening wants to commission something like that, hey, hit me up. Shit. All right, I'm gonna give this a toot. Yeah, and I'm gonna follow that. Not a big one, but I just because that soft too. Yeah, but overall, the idea is very like elegant. Audience, fifty-seven percent toot, forty-three percent boot. The Laurel and Hardy of drag are finally here. Punani with her rose. Now Rose is relieved that Punani is there. Would you be scared or relieved if your partner in crime was in the competition with you? Well, I mean, I'm, I, don't, I don't know them personally, but I'm assuming they knew before they got there. Of course. <laughs> they share an Instagram together. They, of course they I'm, quite sure they, I'm quite sure that this is all just a bit. I honestly would have rather had, just had to walk in together. I agree. Like I, mean, sugar I, and spice, I won't just say many good things it. about sugar and spice, but I, I like how they, they put them in together because it's like kind of with like Kidamina and Nina Wiglet, it was like, we like, I, I, I've seen reality TV before. I know what's going to happen. Right. Like, I mean, um, the, the fool of them coming, they came in together, and I'm like, but we're competing separate. That's more fun because they know, oh my God, it's. Yeah, I know we're going to get to Drag Race down under three and eventually, friends. But did you know that Anita Wiglet's partner is on the show? Like, their actual husband? I saw that on Twitter, but I didn't believe it because nobody was talking about it. So I figured it was made up. I went back in photos. I was like, that bitch has been around. I've seen them. This is this is not fake. This is real news. I was gagged. I, thought I it was, was really crazy. disappointed that it was two uh, Hell's Kitchen Queen pun names in one marriage. Burrito <laughs> menu. It's so good, though. It's so good. Sure. Okay. Ginger tells us that Rose and Punani are like a pair of balls. Inseparable. Rose makes it clear that they make their choices together and are inseparable, but they are competing against one another. Meanwhile, Keona is like, I can't wait to see if Rose and Pranani is going to leave first. And well, you don't have to wait very long for that answer. Yeah. Hey, spoiler alert, right? It's the full cast. There were 10 in season one. There's one more for good luck. It's time for season two. That's a good number. 11-12 is good. Yeah, the season can officially begin as the cockadoodles. Uh, there she is, the rooster in Seven Alarm. Um, I never understood it. Um, remind me next time I speak to dear friend uh, Nikki Doll, uh, wh- why? Well, for why they have the rooster? Yeah, it's a big thing in France. You know how we're we're like bald eagles and like <laughs> in France, it's like that's like their their national animal. And they, they don't they don't use a bald eagle as their alarm. Well, yeah, but like it's a. It's an old French-like tradition. Like in the UK, okay, okay, the Catholic, kind of how you like, how people think of like, associate like a bulldog with the UK or like a lion with the UK. It's like the French, like there's chickens in like a lot all over the place. Not like So if there's out, a like fire, if there's a fire, you're going to hear a rooster sound to alert everybody? Sure. Well, I've never actually been <laughs> in a fire. friends. I'm joking. I was there at the wrong time. Yeah. And if I was there, um, I would have helped. 
Listen, you were there when there was some protesting. No, so. I was in Portugal that weekend. I was so mad. I really wanted to burn shit. You can go back now. Um, all right. Speaking yeah, of our me. friend, Nikki, let's get our first video from the legendaire, Nikki Doll. Uh, blue hair is wild on her. Now, Nikki's going to arrive, and her boy hair is very muted blue, but it is that pastel swirl suit she's wearing. Would you wear it? I'm not cool enough for that. No. And what, what am I wearing a suit to? I go to McDonald's and CVS. That's like all that's all I do. Yeah, what's wrong? If, with I mean, if I was like, suit? if I went like nice places, I probably would wear it, but I don't go anywhere nice. She's going to welcome the girls to season two, and they are the queens chosen from hundreds of queens. I was like, oh, not thousands? Are there not thousands yet applying for this show? I, I can kind of believe it, like low-key. Because hundreds could be 900, you know what I mean? That's fair. Now, to toast the season, Nikki summons the pit crew, who is a sexy, sexy, sexy man in those gold undies. But um, we're going to talk about the, the prize package. Like, there's money, there's, there, there's, there's um, uh, cosmetics, there, there's a trip to New York. But the crown and scepter is disgusting. It is gross, nasty, total boot. Like, the prize, rest of the prize package means nothing if you are stuck with that junk. Why did they make that? I even noticed that. I was busy looking at the um the French the language. New York. I was in, I was enthralled in the linguistic journey I was on. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. It is time for our first mini challenge. It is photo shoot time. How are you with photo shoots? I'm awful. Yeah. Why? Why are you awful? What do you need to learn? I don't have money to get good ones, and I'm, just, I'm not good at posing yet. I'm too awkward. I'm okay, I'm going to ask Nikki to help you pose. She'll she'll help you out. Well, uh, that requires me to like actually do work and get better, which is probably the reason why I'm awful. But, you know, That's eventually okay. we're going to visit the set, which thankfully not in the workroom right now. We are in a garden where the hedges need to be trimmed. But luckily, Nikki has some menses ready to prune. We have Jean, the photographer, who happens to be a friend of friend of the podcast, Maddie Parks. So shout out to Jean. First up is Rose. And it's fitting she's sitting in a rose garden. She's very sweet with her smile, but when we learn something is missing, it's time to spin her and the wind blows and she is panicking. Um, how would you do uh, on a swing that just spins? Uh, do you get motion sickness? Not really. Um, I mean, I don't like enjoy it, you know what I mean? But I think I would probably just do a fair average. You know? All right. Kitty's face is up and she does not like to be spun. She barely got a face that was worthy of a photo and then she falls right out of it, uh, right over. Um, I guess it was too intense. Yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to bring some kind of silliness in there. Vespi is a natural. She has no care in the world that the wind is there. She is a disco diva. Moon goes, and she is just easily startled. And then her wig is in her mouth, and she says that they're looking for a sexy goddess. It's not her. Sarah is up, and she is squinting as she sees six Nikki's. She closes her mouth as to not get any petals in. Now it's time for Peach who literally cannot fit in the swing. Like, the gown is way too big. The pit crew has to navigate her on it. But luckily, this is going to help her from um, preventing her from falling. Yeah. She's stuck in there. Mama Wati is ready to be in the heaven, and swing doesn't even spin yet, and she falls right out. Uh, but she's going to pose the house down boots later. Cookie yeah. Hunty looked like a natural in the shoot and was even eager for the fan to blow her. Sounds like she's used to be being blown. That's her business. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yona is glamour and it's unnerved. She's focused on the camera and clearly slayed this despite this photo that they showed of her. 
Ginger bitch is asked to do sexy and then asked to do jaded. And they are literally the same exact face. Uh, when the swing spins, um, they don't even get her to lift off the ground. She, they, they're, they're keeping her there. Maybe there was a weight limit. So I would be fucked. Okay, I mean, they should be more inclusive. Funani gives emotions, mostly fear. The gusts of wind knocked her right out of the swing like a pancake on the ground. But Nikki congratulates them all on their shoots and tells them, fear not, they will be on the internet for all to see forever and ever and ever. The winner of the mini challenge is Punani. Do you agree? Sure, why not? I was a bit shocked because what we saw was her on the ground, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't... When I, I didn't remember... Was, it wasn't too memorable to me, but I was like, eh, not like it really is going to matter that much. Well, she does win something very, very, very big. A kiss from the pit crew. I mean, I'm not not jealous. Yeah, that's something, you know, and I don't know how that like converts into like euros, but you know. it is time to learn about the Maxi Challenge. It's time to record and perform the first anthem of Drag Race France. They have to write, sing, and dance the track. How are you singing and dancing? Are you good at those skills? Not at all. No. I do think this is a fun. It's always fun to do as like a first, like a first episode. Yeah. Thing, but. I, I would be really bad. That's like one of the reasons why I like that's if I ever did drag race, which I won't, but if I ever did, this would be what I would be really nervous for. Cause I did. The big, the big twist here is that they're all going to be performing as a group of 11. Yes. This giant ass cast will all sing together for one song. Now I know what you're saying. All 16 Queens of season 15 performed a number together at the beginning of season 15, but they didn't write it. This is a challenge like none other. And I can't wait to see how it turns out. And if I'll understand a single word, but we'll get to it. This is the big challenge to start the season as they will only have a few moments to shine and express themselves through verse. And to get them even more terrified, Nikki has invited two French music icons to judge. It is Chris from Christine and the Queens and Nicholas Skirkis of Indochine. Are you familiar with their work? I am familiar with their work. Um, I didn't know like the Indochine's guy's name, but I know because it's I, I listen to his music and it's like him and this mm-hmm. lady. Um, so I know, and I know who Indochine is. Um, and then I had heard some of her stuff before, and I, really, like, I didn't know her. Like, I never seen her uh, out of the musical context. I was like, oh, she's pretty, pretty fucking cool. That's a, some cool lady right here. But yeah, Indochine is one of my favorite. A lot of my French playlists have a lot of Indochine on it. Um, and as well as Chris, there's some stuff on there as well. All right, it's time to get to work. Is there a lot to do? The girls are off to get their bags and pick their spots. And we are going to see they finally found the note from Paloma, who tells them to be yourself. The world will adapt. I like that part. And then she says, we open doors for you. Don't let them hit you in the face. And that's the shade we love from drag queens. Yeah. Well, I will say that um, the last word when she wrote it, instead of hit you in the face, what she wrote was uh, in, instead of face, she wrote guy, which is kind of like, um, there's not a word for it in English, but it's like, it is like face mouth, but it's more like vulgar. Oh, okay. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, don't let the door hit you on the ass. It's kind of like, it's not like, it's not like like a fuck or a bitch level of like vulgarity, but it's not like a not really a word you probably would hear in like a, on the news or in like a speech. Oh, okay. I see. It's I a see. bit more um like nuanced. Uh Mommy Wata will volunteer to wipe Paloma's message away. And as they do drag, there's a lot of untucking and unbinding. Drag is uncomfortable, ain't it? Now Moon is going to address the room. She will let them know that she is a trans woman, so she wants to say that it's she all the time. Moon seems nervous to share this and says that she's not saying that just to them only, but to France and Switzerland and the world. 
She goes on to say that some people don't talk to her anymore. She's been hit too. She says as a trans person, she's afraid that people may or may not understand or don't want to understand who they are. And I found that to be a very important moment. And while it might have seemed trivial, this helped her share who she is to her new sisters, as well as make sure that no trauma can be unveiled. Like you don't want someone to say he to you not knowing because they don't know. Um, So I thought this was a really special moment. Yeah, and I don't really look a lot about uh, trans, the atmosphere around trans issues and stuff in Europe in particular. Um, but that kind of checks out from what I do know. So I think it's important to talk about it. Um, especially in like the first episode, it's a good, especially like, you know, how trans have been portrayed in the media. I think it's makes sense that they would do that too. Absolutely. If there's a trans person that cast, they would try to make, take a moment and discuss it. Now, after Kitty asks her how she feels revealing it, Moon says she wondered since the beginning if they'd notice as they all say she and her and wasn't sure if it was the right moment, but she has felt so much love and that she feels comfortable sharing. Kitty tells us that she confides in them and finds it brave and touching and finds it cool that trans people are represented on season two. Girl, they were represented on season one. What is this Labrioche erasure? Yeah, bring back Labrioche. I miss her. (laughs) Okay, uh, now Mommy will say that Ginger Bitch is unrecognizable without makeup, calling her a guy going to the bakery. Is that like some sort of shady reference? Like, what is a guy going to the bakery equivalent in America? I'm not sure, but I've had to guess. It's probably just like, just like an average, just like person you would, wouldn't really think twice about if you saw them, you know what I mean? Dare I say like a Joe Sixpack? Sure. Yeah, remember that reference? Good times, good times in our country. Um, Sarah will bring up that they are on Drag Race after having watched the show for so many years. And Kiana will follow up that season one of Drag Race France triggered a phenomenon. This will always be a way to show their loved ones what they do, as well as explain it in an educational manner. We're going to learn that Sarah, her mother doesn't know she does drag. She's not using the show to tell her, but actions speak louder than words. She wants to show how technical and exacting it is. She tells us that many drag friends of hers are accompanied by their parents or at least know about it, but not for her. It's hidden from her mom and sharing this makes her vulnerable. And mommy says that this resonates with her as well as her father doesn't know and he will discover from the program about her. It means a lot to her that Sarah has the courage to do this. She's proud of her. Now, Ginger is going to tell the girls that her parents took it better than her sister's. During season one, her father called her and told her he was watching Drag Race and it was so good. And he loved the pigeon look. The pigeon look of all the looks. Sure. Sure. Ginger says her sisters who are younger asked why she wanted to do it. And they were just not curious or educated on drag. And she says, coming from Normandy, there are no LGBTQ clubs or drag scene. And for them, drag is the same as cross-dressing or prostitution. Um, this was interesting to me. I, I would have thought there was a little bit of a more progressive side, but as you mentioned that it's more like the Midwest, it kind of checked out. Yeah, the, no, Normandy is not really, there's not really any six cities really. In, I mean, there are, but there's not any su- substantial big urban areas in Normandy. Um, so like whenever they're not, they're not really big enough to really have a big queer presence. That's fair. Brittany as well, but Brittany has a bit more, it's a bit more progressive, but Normandy is kind of, it's famous because of the World War II and the storming of Normandy, right. but if it wasn't for like its location being near England, it's like there's not really much going on there except for some like like uh, I think like Run and Can or in mm-hmm. uh, Run and I forget the name of the other city. I think 
can. There's a couple of cities there that are like important from because of like art stuff, but it's pretty, gotcha. pretty conservative out there. Ginger tells the room that she came to Drag Race because people told her that she was too old and fat that she would fail, but she is a fat queen who is inevitably funny, but she wants to show she is beautiful too. Um, and then when she said, I was like, oh my God, this is her boot episode. She's leaving, isn't she? But mm. Peach loves Ginger and loves that she said that you can be XXL and pretty as the two aren't mutually exclusive. It's time to hear the anthem and get writing. They think the song is great and the hit of the summer, but sorry, girls, that is already occupied by Padam Padam. You would be one of those. Are you not a Padam Padam? Do you hate Kylie Minogue? I didn't say that. I think it's a, it's a song, you know? You don't listen to it on repeat? I, it, did, it didn't hit at a spe- special. It just kind of felt like a, a pop song to me. You know what I mean? Didn't. Okay. Just, and then, you know, Kylie Minogue's great. Her disco album great. is my favorite. I love Kylie. We're going to talk about Kylie soon, friends. Anyway, Vespi is worried about the tempo. She'd like something a bit slower and in her comfort zone. And hold your horses. Now, as the queens are creating, Nikki arrives with Chris, and the queens are screaming. So for those who have not followed the career of Chris, um, Chris goes by he, him pronouns, so that is why the queens refer to him as such. Obviously, if you went back and maybe read articles about uh, the appearance on the finale of season 11 of Drag Race, the pronouns then were she, her, but times have changed, people change. Chris is now he, him, and we will respectfully use those pronouns referring to Chris. Chris is there to give advice on the writing and performing. Vespi will ask, what if you can't sing? And Chris says, it can be an asset if you decide it's your asset. If your signature is to speak because you can't sing, work on a particular phrasing, and you will be remembered as the voice that speaks. I thought that was pretty sound advice. She was pretty, or he was pretty good for, like, a, you know how sometimes I'll bring a celebrity in? Mm-hmm. And, like, but usually it's some, it can be, oh, my God. Like, when Ariana Grande was there on stage, and she's just like, hi, guys. And then it was like mostly a publicity thing, but he's actually going in there and like actually helping and like, I feel like probably made an effort to like yeah. know the people. Wasn't I mean, Chris, just, is, he wasn't Chris has worked with drag artists before. Drag, so they yeah, have I can experience. Tell, I, can see, I can tell that he's pretty, I could see by his comfortableness around the Queens. That's something you really don't see from people. I mean, even people who are like pro drag, so a little like scared, but I could tell my, like, oh, he's been, he's knows, he knows what's up. Absolutely. Now, Nikki will do something that would have made me piss my pants. Sing your favorite vowel. Um, I mean, they should have just went, oh, like an orgasm because homosexuals and that would have been funny. But we're going to get a montage of singing and things that they think they're singing. And it was um, a variety of sounds. I could have done without it, you know. Chris says that singing can be intimidating, but what is interesting is to find your area of strength where you feel powerful as your style can be anything. It can be absurd, like a strange poetry. When you feel powerful, your voice will naturally come out. And Nikki reminds them they only have a few sentences to tell them what kind of queen they are. It's about getting to know them through song and dance and stage presence. Chris will leave by telling them don't fuck it up, which is the best advice there possibly is. Now, we're going to tease a little bit of... of what you one day might write in a song if you wrote a song for yourself. What kind of words or phrases would you say are Patricia Diamond? Rotted. Mm-hmm. Um, cynical. Yes, very that, very, very that. Backwoods. No. Okay, okay. Problematic, maybe. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, okay. so we'll probably go with those four. 
Well, is the Fast and Furious drag race as the lyrics are written and they are immediately thrust on the main stage to dance. Nikki is joined by a man who says, like Mama Wati, he don't like to wear clothes either. Uh, what was that Jungle Kitty inspired frock? It was a look. Um, I wouldn't know. Yeah, me, me too. Our friend is named Claude Comier and he is wild. He is the choreographer of the legendary Cabaret Club and the tour they will be doing. He got all the queens to dance on season one like Paloma. So shady, so shady. Uh, have you been to Cabaret Club? I didn't really go out much when I was in Paris. I was no. all, I was there mostly during the week. I was staying with my friend who was studying there, so she couldn't go out with oh. me anywhere. So I was like, Ugh, whatever. I went out in other cities, but I'm saving it. I'll, I will in time. Like the vowel showcase, Claude wants to see what kind of moves the girls have, and Rose is shitting a brick. Rose will try to make a joke about it as she is a zero-level dancer, and it shows. Peach has the body bend. Mommy has an attitude. Sarah can spin and split. Cookie can pose. Vespi as well. Ginger is trucker realness. Kitty can sissy that walk. Punani is another poser. Moon poses too. And then Kiona is like, piece of cake. In fact, here, I shall shake my cake. Um, how, how are you at shaking your cake? Not in, I don't at all in drag. No, never. Too many pads you can't. Nothing moves. You just stand there and, and park and bark? Oh, yeah, that's my thing. We will have Claude give them some civil choreo, and they're not too terrible. He's going to break them into two groups, and we're going to start with Ginger and Kitty with Cookie and Kiona, and they're all focused. They all want to do well. We're going to continue with the rest of the cast. They all seem to be doing their best. No one seems like a disaster from the jump. Kiona um, sees Peach and Moon and Mommy. They're dancing well together, and she's a bit threatened, but not enough because she's already been on television program that included some legendary movement uh, but we're not going to talk about that show because it max canceled it hbo max whatever the fuck they call it they canceled it why did they do that that was mean hopefully we'll bring it back one day yeah let's go to rose who is in the front of an arm formation and when the bitch that is leading it can't get their arms in the right place in the right time it's over not good. I'm not going to come up anything about dancing because I, I can't do choreo to save my life. So. Not even the Padam Padam choreo? It's really simple. I didn't even know there was choreo. You, you don't watch the video on repeat? Oh my god, you have to. Sorry no, I'm busy like doing, uh, no, I really don't do anything during my day actually. Yeah. Alright, Rose still finding her style and as her sister Punani says, she is a dance experiment. She has rhythm problems. This challenge is scaring her. She does not want to be the first to leave. And that's all we're going to get for now. It's going to be great and legendaire. There is so much to do, so much to see, that we're going to skip straight to the runway. There is no Elimination Day chatting. We have our hostess with the mostest, Nikki Doll, in a cute little slinky silver number wearing an Amped Accessories original. Um, I thought she and I were stone sisters because I have a beautiful circular Amped Accessories stone in a teal purple. But alas, I was told that hers is clear and the lights made it look purple. So damn you, we're not stone sisters yet. Our panel includes Daphne Berkey, who is clearly wearing the same designer that La Grande Dame uses all the fucking time with those little little dip and dot thingies. We have Kitty Smile, who has all the furs and all the stones in pink. And joining them are Chris and Nicholas Circus. We're going to begin with our anthem, then move on to our runway. Are you ready? Hey, ready okay. as uh, ready. As ready. Uh, now to start. I was so excited to watch and listen and read the caption as I opened. 
the international seasons where it's not my native tongue. But for this edition, they decided to make it a sing-along for French speakers. Yes, that's right. The English subtitles were removed for the French lyrics, and I literally had no idea what was going on. I was so lost that I had to message Nikki for help, and uh, she was none too thrilled. She actually was like kind of pissed off that the captions were gone. Um, but I almost informed her that I was going to FaceTime her to translate it. I told her I had a brilliant guest who speaks French and could tell me everything. Or I could just whine about it on Instagram and someone can come alert me that the translations were on the Drag Race France subreddit. So you're off the hook. I got the lyric translation. <sighs> you were ready for it, weren't you? No. I was going to yeah. You have no idea. I was watching. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like, literally, it could be saying it. Like, there were a couple words that Are I could, sing like, along. Dissect. Like a thing still, I thought I was like, I don't, I don't know. It was weird because now, like, even like screenshots, the fucking lyrics are there. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Maybe it's a European thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, Listen, I do like know. In, sing along. I do know that in the Scandinavian countries, they have like big, massive concerts that are literally sing alongs. Like, you literally get a book when you go there with all the lyrics to the songs the performer's going to sing. That's kind of fun. In the Philippines, they do like karaoke all the time. So, that's yeah. why every the Philippines sing so well because they're just brought up singing at all, like, at all the time. It's like a really popular song. Do you have a karaoke go to song? Uh, no, but I actually am working on something involving karaoke right now in my career that might be released uh revealed soon we'll see okay well if it is a um i don't know drag karaoke maybe if i come visit i'll go and i'll make you sing requests you're allowed in dc oh absolutely i'm allowed in dc i I didn't know you had any warrants and no no i can't go to ohio oh oh, who wants to go to ohio stitch and stuff in 2011 it's out of the lot. song is a bop. I love the beat. I love the melody. Let's begin. Ginger said she wanted to be youthful, and this look was her attempt at that. I hate the hair, and I hate that latex dress so much. Like, I, I, I do not like what she was wearing. Well. yeah. And her lyrics, very simple. And again, all she really did is talk about her size. I, I don't think I could do any better, but, you know. That's fair. I just, I guess it's good to avoid, you know, staying with one thing. Kitty was very cute and very much in line with her style. I think the speed talk was fine, but her lyrics were facts as opposed to anything of content. And her lip sync was very much off. There were times when uh, it did not align. Been there. Kiona is a star. There, I said it. This bitch has the power to win it all. She looked great, sounded fierce, and she made it known who she is. Uh, she she was great. I really yeah. She could do no wrong. No wrong. Yeah. Cookie was good. I think her look was fine too. She did French rap and threw in some Spanish, which was a fun twist. Did I learn much about her? Not really. Um, and I think that was that's part of her trouble is like everyone knows who she is, so trying to insert new information wasn't going to work. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of get it. She's. To talk about how you're already known, kind of, I mean, it makes sense. When you're a legend, you get to do that. Mami Wata is wearing a two-piece, groundbreaking. At least she has gloves this time. Uh, I love her lyric, Wata spit, Wata spirit always wet, fits her perfectly. 
Moon was very cute and adorable creature that lives in the woods and crawls around with a fauna and she just is weird and that's what I've come to expect. And it, and in this moment, I was this many years old when I learned that Helvetic means Swiss. See, Drag Race teaching us things. I forgot that, but I, I had heard that before. Like, um, because, whenever she said it, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that's like a Swiss thing. I don't remember yeah. why. I Helvetica. think it was, whenever it was a Roman colony or a Roman province. Yes, yes. Helvetica or something. Um, I do not try to understand why Moon was wearing a, uh, well, not uh, not Moon. Um, why Peach was wearing a velvet tracksuit, but said, but her dance was outstanding. I loved her energy and the way she was campy from look to lyric. Um, do you own a velvet tracksuit? Uh, no, but I am an ally to the velvet tracksuit community. Good, good, good. Um, you weren't even alive when track, velvet tracksuits were a thing. They're still a thing in Eastern Europe. That's fair. And that's I've been saying, I'm trying to get drunk with a bunch of like old women in Moldova soon. So Moldova? Oh my God, wait. I want to go to Moldova. And why is that? Because I fucking love Moldova and folk pop rock. All right. I just um, think, I used to know this lady in Svetlana from there, and she used to think I was a spy, and she told me it was cool. I want to go to the um, obvious part. Uh, Zoopsy Zoob. Um, Zobzi Zub uh, from Eurovision. Um, they are brilliant. So much. You're fun. really gonna go crazy when they do uh, in in like 20 years. They do Drag Race Moldova, huh? Listen, I'm here for it. Um, their song from Eurovision last year was so big. It is currently on the new um, expansion of Just Dance 2023. I need to get into Eurovision more than I am. You really should. You would. It's love really it. up my alley. Yeah, you would love it. Um, also, do you remember the um, Maya He the Numa Numa dance? Yeah, that awful one. They're from Moldova also. Oh, then it's then it's great then. <laughs> right? It's brilliant. Oh, Rose. Rose. Her eyes were literally closed the entire time. Like, she did not want to see the judges disapproving of her performance. But the fact that the entire lyric starts with her being solo and then only finding the humor in the last line saying that she has a PhD but not in dance. Like, that should have been the entire verse. Like, she should have made it fun in camp. She went in the wrong direction even mentioning Punani. I would understand. I would. I would have fucked it up too. So, um, Vespi, we get it. You're very cute, little sexy number. Her lyrics were very nonsensical, but she had commitment, and that seems to all that matters nowadays is commitment, right? I don't have any of that. No, that's true. Um, Sarah Forever is in a two piece called Camp. Uh, but when she opened her mouth and did a little opera, I was like, okay, I'm very impressed. Gags here, and she's a naughty one, as she says, she's in dad's heart forever. Mm, she's a little crazy. And finally, we have Punani, who had a great look and smartly used her verse to talk about herself without the word rose ever appearing in it. Um, I thought this was a fun song. Insanely overwhelming because I had no idea what was happening at first, but 11 Queens pulling off a number like this, good for them. Well, I mean, I'd rather be it be this and sometimes they'll split them into two groups and then they'll just do the... I like it when the songs are... There's like a rock one and like a jazz one or whatever they do that. But when they'll split them into two groups and they just do the exact same song, might as well just put it all into one at that point. But then we wouldn't have the brilliance of UK Hun. With by the United King dolls, and we would be forced. Yeah, but only only a, a part of the song would have been good. And we again, if um, break up by bye, we would have be forced to have um, the others in that song too. No, 
I said what I said. Well, mm-hmm. I don't like good things happening in the, to the people in the United Kingdom. So that, Okay, there it is. All right, category <laughs> is Super Drag. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Superhero or Super Zero. See what I did there? Starting off with Kitty Space. Look by Bunny Be Fly, hair by Wigs to Blue. Jewels by Kitty, nails by Texto Dallas. Did we know exactly who made this the second she walked out? You fucking know it. Shout out Bunny Be Fly, who is designed for so many drag artists and drag races at this point. I think this screams superhero. I love the fire motif. Red pleasers for a superhero look fine. I will allow it. The red hair was the right volume. It was shiny and therefore created three different shades of red to be present in this entire look. Didn't need the pow on the butt, but apparently she's farting fire. I think this was really great. I really loved it. Yeah, I liked it. I, I like it. It looks really like complicated, but still not too much. Like, it's not overwhelming. Daphne says that her look is a real feat, saying it's fabulous and she's a goldsmith. Burning metal, silver and gold, she says it's gorgeous. Kitty says he loved her performance as she arrived with a fierce and determined attitude and told many things about her background. Chris says when she performed, it's cruel, but she needs to stand out immediately. If not, she can easily be overshadowed by others. And Nikki says that the competition is there and not in her head. She tells her to have fun and not compare herself to others. I will give this a superhero. Yeah, I would agree. Uh... I don't know if I'd wear it, but that's just because I won't show that much skin. But I, I, I would probably go, woo, if I saw somebody walk out. Did, 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 something like Some that. of the audience, 85% superhero, 15% super zero. We have Ginger Bitch, look by Julia Mitrovic, hair by Lula Strega, nails by Drag My Nails. I think this was a lot more elevated than I expected her to bring us. She felt like a super villain more than a hero, but I'll allow it. I think the shape of the silhouette was really great for her. It was feminine with that super punch of the pant. Orange and green are a color combo that seldom should be used, but she is super ginger who fights the crooked bosses who underpay drag queens. Name them in the comments. Uh. Oh, yeah, shit. Drag Race UK. Oh, uh, what did you think of Ginger Bitch? I, I liked it a lot. I, I guess I, I kind of agree. I didn't really expect something that, like, nice <laughs> right i know it's bad to say but like hey great expectations this is the, the, guys think that the trope that they were trying to fit her in with production right usually goes a certain way it usually is like i'm gonna prove that old bitches still have it and then it's like a bitch like just may or somebody comes out and and, and then you're like you know what i mean like just it, may's it, not old she's actually pretty fucking young yeah oh, did my. i say that i said um but I know you're talking about. I know. I, I get it. I know. Yeah, you know I, I just that it's that trope of like, look, it's the older big girl, and she's gonna yeah. show she has it. But then, oh, we're actually, we're gonna make her the laughing stock of whatever. But I was like, oh, okay, I'm glad that they're actually letting her shine. Nicholas says the look is incredible. He says the sixth element side, the mix of orange and glittery greens. Chris says he likes the critique of capitalism. Kitty says it's not easy to go first and be shy like she was. He says when she arrives on stage, it's season two when she needs to give them energy, but he didn't get that. Nikki says that she's there and she is good as the others. She doesn't. She says, don't be shy as she belongs there. I'm going to give this a superhero. Yeah, I like it. Audience 47% superhero through 53% super zero. 
Next up is Poonani. Look by Vanessa Pinto, hair by Yumaka Hikaj, jewels by Benjamin Gaifroy. Now, y'all need to not at me for saying this. Like, I know it's not a superhero look. I'll admit it. It is a stretch. What this is, is one of the most brilliant concepts I've ever seen on Drag Race. She said, here is a conglomeration of all of my looks that you're about to see this season. Does this excite you? Good, because you have to keep me until the end to see them all. Fucking brilliant. So did they probably tell them, like, this is the first week runway. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's usually how. They oh, do okay. It. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know they just say here's runways and do it. Oh, yeah, okay. they they <laughs> usually will tell you that. Okay. Um, so she's misrecycled the saber of fabrics. Uh, there, it's tied into theme. You're welcome. Uh, I I thought this was so smart. Like, I think you can do this as like a finale gown as well. But pr- yeah. doing it at the beginning, that's telling the producers you want me. It which would have been so much better if like the runway category would have been like a who is she cat like i would usually yeah. in our first episode that would have been like really great uh i will say an outfit like that has a lot going on is like you have to be really particular when you pull it off and i think she did that very successfully like you can easily fuck it up and make it just look like a mess and I like what you do with your face how you paint how you walk your hair but she made it all tied together which was good yeah it was styled so smartly Nicholas says what he first saw was the androgyny and says she moves very well like Bowie. He says she's the pop star of the 2030s. Chris says she says woman of the 80s as she follows the aesthetic line she's comfortable with and knows who she is. Daphne says flat woman smart mind is her punchline and needs to make a t-shirt. She says she reconciles a lot of women who listen to her. She says the patchwork is the power of recycling and says she got it as everyone has leftovers and putting them together gives a great result. She found it very moving and beautiful. It is a superhero for me. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Great job. Audience, 90% superhero, 10% super zero. Mama, Mami Wata. No designers listed. Fine, Mami Wata forever. I think there is some MCU in this look and I'll accept that. But ma'am, this is your third two-piece look in a single episode. Change it up. I'm already fucking bored. That being said, her energy is unmatched and neither is that ass. Oh my God, she's got a great ass. All joking aside, this is the best of her two of her three piece, three two pieces because there is so much inspiration in the look. It's an homage to Africa for sure. Using wax was a great idea. Um, could she have had a bigger stick? Sure. Don't we all want a bigger stick? Hey, every garbage can's got its lid. You know, it's true. What'd you think? I really liked it. I'm not mad at the two pieces yet. You know what I mean? Because it is still only episode one. If it continues a lot more, I'd be a little like, hmm, I don't know. Um, but I really did like this one because it, like, it just, it didn't really feel like a two piece to me because it, like, it felt like a traditional African, like West. I think, yes. I believe she's also a Vor- um, Ivorian. Yep. She is Ivory Coast. And that, because that looks, from what I, I do a lot with, like, um, West African studies and international politics and stuff, and that's, like, a pretty, pretty good West, specifically West African-inspired outfit. Now, geography-wise, can you tell us where the Ivory Coast is? West Africa. Like, where? Next, like It's next to Ghana. Um, okay. Kind of right in the middle, a little, little bit more Western than center, mm-hmm. but it's right next to Ghana. Um, gotcha. It has the coast in. I'll give it a superhero. Yeah, I like it. Audience, 84% superhero, 16% super zero. Moon, hair by Benjamin Richard, purse by Zoe Noir, gloves by Lou. So she's going as a Swiss thief. Um, maybe she's Paloma's nemesis. I don't know. Also, please tell me this isn't giving you Sasha Valor vibes. Um, I was like that, Sasha. We know that. I think this was very sleek and sexy, but I don't know if it fully fits the theme. I think the Swiss cross on the, cro- on the cooch was very camp. 
it's fine. It's not groundbreaking. I was just hoping a, for a bit more on her first runway from Moon. I guess it doesn't really fit the theme. It's like she goes kind of stretched to make it into the theme. You know what I mean? Like it's obvious she wanted to do something Swiss for episode one. Yeah. She made it into the theme. Um, but I don't really care because I just think that that was a stupid thing. They shouldn't have put that for episode one. Um, I, I kind of like the like unseriousness of it. Like it's yeah. Like I it's just I like how like just like how it's just kind of silly. It was. I'll give it a soft too. Yeah, it's it's, it's silly, and I, I appreciate the like unseriousness. Audience sixty seven percent to thirty three percent boot. Cookie Cunty, look by Tennessee Torsten, hair by Jean Baptiste Santans. I love this look. Wigatrix, as she calls it, the color story is incredible. She's got purples and oranges and yellows and fuchsias, and they blend together in this super suit. She didn't need a cape because that hair did the trick. Having a blow dryer as a prop was brilliant. It felt like an item a superhero would have. I would like to see the comic version of this character. I was obsessed with this. Yeah, and then that she has the whole like blow dryer is it's like a like a well realized prop too. It's not just like something from home you painted purple to match. It's right. like a it like it was it was fully realized, which I like. Would you wear this? Yeah, I would actually. It's a superhero, and I would do it well. Yeah superhero i have to agree i really don't have any complaints with this is shocking this is probably the first episode you were so positive well i mean people change you saw the other episodes i had from the past you know what i mean <laughs> you've also watched those seasons audience 90 percent superhero 10 percent super zero rose look by Rome henry hair by sortie de paquette I have nothing. I literally cannot understand this concept. It literally is so conceptual that it lacks a story. Going with a superhero of human and lacking camp and fashion, it was a complete miss. I just hate this. Mm, I I wouldn't say hate. I I, I wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Probably, I would say, mm, yeah, probably my least favorite, though. I'll say that. Nikki says she found her verse interesting, but notes that at some point she stopped lip syncing. She asks if she forgot to continue. And Rose says that she tried to synchronize her movements and something went wrong. And I was like, but isn't that part of drag is to like lip sync and move? Okay. Uh, Chris says, nice fall though. He says she defined herself by the duo, which she wanted to free herself of, but didn't show who she was. He says it's a shame as she is talented and it's frustrating to see her lose this precious time. Kitty says, compared to the others, her performance was subpar. He was hoping on the runway she would be able to make up for it, but her super drag isn't good enough, saying it's below average. Uh, it's a super zero and will definitely end up on the worst of the year list. Yeah. Audience, someone was nice. 5% superhero, 95% super zero. Yeah, that sounds about right. Quiche, look by Poisson, hair by Piche. I mean, this is super fashion. She's jumped out the gate with androgyny and is doing wonders. First off, that jacket is cunt, and then the suit is masterful. Um, listen, I need stuff with a black card. Do you think Peach will be our sugar daddy? Um, this is more like super villain than hero. I'm not mad at her character. Like, I almost see her character battling cookies in some cinematic universe. Yeah, I like it a lot. It still has, I mean, it's, it's super villain, but it's still you still kind of get like the superness of it. Yeah. Um, it's a superhero for me. Yeah, I, I agree. 
audience 60% superhero, 40% super zero. Set of Forever, Look by Kasha Couture, Hair by Wix of Blue, Grills by French Grills. This is camp. She is the only one to lean into the stupid muscle suit, and it was hilarious. I love that it's all monochromatic, and then you have that giant blonde double stack and the teeth. Don't forget about the teeth. It's a statement. Love the tongue in the back being the cape. This was campy as fuck. Yeah, it was just kind of silly. I like that. Need more of that nowadays. Kitty says she is truly dangerous. He says they didn't see her coming. He says she combined dance and comedy at a high level. Chris says it was controlled and technical. He says she danced and knew when to break the rhythm to create humor. He loves the look as it's innovative and whimsical. Nicholas says the modern Tootsie is remarkable. And Daphne says it's fun and fresh and thanks, thanks her for refusing to be normal. She says she is special and they felt it. Mm, this is a good sign for Sarah Forever. Good start. I'm going to go over a superhero. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. Audience, I don't know what you're doing. 69% superhero, 31% super zero. Come on, give her more credit. Vespi, look by Girasek, hair by Eugene Silvestre. This girl is a fashion icon. I think this was insanely good. It's perfectly executed. The colors are blocked remarkably well. She looks like a character straight from a comic. I think the hair is impeccable. I love the little wasp wisps. The mask is right on and the shoes. Dear God, how do you walk in those? I am here for everything she served in her looks this episode. Yeah. I, like, I just shoes that I don't understand how they work. Uh, that's still- I don't understand how they work either, and I know people have worn them. Like, So if someone wants to explain how they work, um, I won't get uh, Miss Patricia Diamond so. a pair. Um, hell no. You want to wear I'm them? Ball. No, I'm ball. That's okay. I'm not, I'm, I, I've gotten past my high heels era. We're going for High enough to be considered a heel. Um, <sighs> a good three-incher is enough, I think. Not a kitten heel, girl. Not a kitten. Well, I mean, if you if it's like a little short pump, it doesn't look that short. Okay, fine. Uh, I, I'd look, rather I'd rather be a little as comfortable as possible. This looks my favorite superhero. Ooh, I, I, yeah, sure. On an ninety-five 95% superhero, 5% super zero. And finally, Kiona, look by Emmerich nails by house of tokyo this was like a very retro throwback hero and that stuck out in a good way it's very simple and it's very redundant uh silver is a very easy and common look for a superhero in drag so i wish there was a little something different that set it apart i like the elements but here in the pot i really do desire something more than a two-piece sure the armor on the arms and the thigh high boots help elevate it but i wanted so much more and then you have the hair being a long braided pink pony was cute but it kind of got lost in that tool cape the elements are there the styling is just where i'm not fully in love with it um it could have been better i guess it could have been but i really liked it would you wear it no that's not really my aesthetic but i i I, it kind of looks a lot like stuff you'd see in like ballroom honestly it's more true than that's true um and again I'm that's the, the, i'm interested to see how that's gonna like if she, if she's gonna like lean into the like her ballroom background or um not because a lot of there's not usually a lot of crossover between drag and ballroom in terms of a lot of people either do one or the other and it's cool to right. see kind of broad. well i do know that she does walk drags in ballroom so yeah she does have that category yeah Chris says that her charisma is beyond compare. He says the movements are great and she is a dancer. He says he was captivated as it was electric and sharp. He says she should open up more and be vulnerable. Nicholas says there was a presence, an outfit, and a smile. He says she says resilient and it's true. Kitty says she is such an amazing performer, but he already knew that as they have performed together many times. Ooh, plot twist. 
He says she is defined by what she does, but she could have talked about herself instead. He says performing isn't everything and people want to know who she is. Daphne says she gave them so much energy and to take it easy. I'll give this a soft superhero. Yeah. So audience. Yeah. 53% superhero, 47% super zero. Now, Nikki is going to call forward Mama Wata, Mommy Wata, Moon, Vespi, Peach, and Cookie Cunty as safe, leaving Kitty Space, Ginger Bitch, Kiona, Punani, Rose, and Center Forever as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Anyone you switch around? No, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm fine with that. I didn't really have anyone who was like, outstandingly bad or outstandingly amazing that like i'm too For passionate me, the only person i would have put in the top just simply by look was vespi i thought vespi was so good in the looks and, and decent enough in the performance that i probably would have switched her and kiona yeah i could I, I'll, I'll allow that all right. Well, it's our first Untucked Junior of the season, and the safe girls are happy to be safe. There's no, no time to toast because you, the tops and bottoms are just coming back already. Sarah is relieved to be on the top with Punani and Kiona, and Ginger says it's her, Kitty, and Rose in the bottom. Rose went back to the workroom feeling like this was a disaster. She'll experience the emotion later, but wants to live in the now, if that makes sense. It doesn't, but that's your life if you want to live in the now. She wants to keep positive energy and believes she might be saved. She will fight till the bitter end. Kitty says they'll sting them as she believes they'll be lip syncing together. And Ginger says they won't get rid of an old lady like that. And facts are indeed facting. Hunani, though, is quiet because she has Rose in the bottom. She's not happy about it. She says the worst thing that could happen in this episode is seeing her best friend leave. Whatever happens, they are there to show it all. Not insightful in this little mini untucked, but um, hey, there's a lot of season to go. Yeah, and I thought that episode had a lot to get through as well. The queens return to learn their fates. The winner of the week is Sarah Forever. Um, shocking. She wins 2,500 euros worth of Horace. Cool. We have Punani, Kiona, and Ginger, bitch. Um, safe leaving. Rose and Kitty's face is the bottom two. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. I, I mean, listen, I'm here for a Sarah win. I just didn't expect it because she's not getting like the same amount of buzz and energy, but I'm here for this little quiet assassin. Yeah. Um, I will say typical drag race fashion, having the Asian queen in the bottom. Right. Um, <laughs> listen, if you put the Asian queen and the old queen in the bottom, that would have been like bad. Yeah. Oh God, here we go. Come on, you guys. The song is Third Sex by Inushin and Chris. Have you heard this song before? Yeah, I like that song. It's great. Great the song, Yeah, the song starts off very melodic and feels like there's not much to do in the world of um, drag. But Kitty Had a Fire, you, you would perform it well? It's on, my, it's on my playlist of songs that I would like to perform. That's so. cool. Now, Kitty Has a Fire, literally. And Rose is just not in it. Like, she already felt disconnected. But when Kitty threw in the comedy before Rose, who's the self-proclaimed comedy queen, that was enough for Kitty to be the focus. Like, I think Rose could have saved herself if she really focused on comedy in the beginning. Maybe. I Honestly, I don't think I would have pursued a comedy approach to that song. Uh, are, were there, like, subtitles translated of the lyrics? on when you, There on were. The there were. Okay. That's, I wasn't sure. I, was, I would do it more of, like, an like a old-school kind of park-and-bark situation with it if it was me, personally. But that's also what I'd do anyways. But I... I think it's interesting to see the comedy approach. Well, and that's what's interesting, because that's what you do. And I think that 
that's why Rose not leaning into comedy, which is what she does. Yeah, is it's, why it didn't it's, succeed for her. Yeah, it's kind of I don't know, interesting choice. Kitty threw in the comedy, and once that chorus hit and the beat dropped, this felt like a real good performance, but uh, Rose needed a miracle to take over. In the end, Kitty is saved as Rose is the first eliminated from Rose and Punani. That lasted long. Do you agree that Rose should have been eliminated? I won't say that, just because that sounds mean, but I I think that she didn't, she, her, what she showed on the challenge made her bottom landing made sense and then her performance in the lip sync made sense to have not won (laughs) yeah but Um, it would have been nice to see more from you know what i mean to have had her a bit longer but also i really don't think there's anyone that i want to go i have i have a um conspiracy theory i'll throw out that in a second but first off burning questions what is rose's legacy the fact that she went first and was friends with punani um yeah okay let's go with that one <laughs> like i think that's probably it um who won the week who had the best episode i liked everybody i thought everybody did great but in different ways i'm gonna be crazy here i'm gonna say rose had the best episode and here's why and here's my conspiracy theory it's a gimmick to put rose and punani on the same season but it would have been unfortunate for the two of them to have that shadow the entire season yeah my prediction is you get rid of rose first the fans are like but i want more rose is this a prediction or an informed prediction no this is this is this is my prediction nothing is set in stone yet i think the fans are going to want rose you bring her back for another season she gets an entire full arc punani gets their full arc and you get both of them on your roster yeah i could i could see that like they did with the Macarena this season on Drag Race uh, España 3. You bring yeah. them back. And I think this is a great possibility because then, again, Punani is now basically here on her own for however long yeah, she Yeah, she lasts. this is good to be her season. Kind of like how, like, Shangela was on two and three, but, like, she, three was her season. Yeah. I think that's what would be great because I'm not saying that Rose is not good for Drag Race. I think she just... This cast is stacked. I'm going to say it. This cast was very, very good. And one little blip made her fall. And unfortunately, when everyone else is just at a good level, you you land in the bottom. I think Rose, in any other franchise, could have been safe. Yeah. Bless her heart. Which is really telling that this is a good fucking cast. It's going to be hard to lose anyone. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. We have a talent show next week. Who do you think is going to slay? Why is it Kiona? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think I need to explain why it's going to be Kiona, but interesting choice to do a talent show week, too. Right? Especially after losing Rose, who probably would have done well in it. Yeah, that was out there for the beginning of the end, I feel like. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, But episode two has been a recent thing on some of the international seasons, so it's been a thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, After one episode, the winner of the season is I don't know. I like I don't have a somebody who I think will win, but people I want to win. Like I would like I would like to see Kiona win. I would like probably I think Cookie Country winning would be nice. I like Moon, that's personality wise. I don't know if necessarily she'd win. I think I like Mummy Wata, but 
And I like um, Peach. I just like everybody. So I just, it's too early. Yeah, it, to have it's going to be interesting. I think Kiona could win, but they're going to already have her at a high level. So if she does not reach their expectations, you might see her. It depends if they give her like a Sasha Colby where high expectations, and they, they, they let right. her meet it. Or if they give her high, high expectations like in like a Nisha and then they... And that's like the story as, oh, we thought it'd be, you're, you're all, got all this, but we're going to send you home. You know what I mean? Which is my fear for Cookie as well. Yeah. Um, my top two I feel like right Kiana now, will stay. I think Kiana's going to be there for the long haul. I just don't know if she's going to win right now. Yeah. My top two at the moment, there's something about Punani and there's something about Sarah Forever that I think they might just coast to the end and do very well. You could tell me anything you could think would win and I probably would believe it, honestly. Ginger so bitch. It's possible. Stranger things have happened. You know what? That's the moral of this episode. It's like this cast is good. This is cast is good. Drag Race France is back. Nikki, congratulations. You got a great kid, group of kids. Yeah. And then season one was so well received, like from like same with Spain, too. It was one that one of those new franchises that was so well received. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see like an it them topping themselves with. A second season that's like oh wow look at that it's true all right miss patricia diamond where can we find you on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug uh my social media is miss dot patricia diamond which is m-i-s-s dot patricia diamond i'm sure you'll tag me in your story and everything so it's for some reason that confuses people the m-i-s-s huh. i think they're usually just drunk when i tell them um and then all my links and stuff is on there i've got a show coming up don't know when it's gonna get released i have a show coming up on july 7th which is friday so i don't know if it's coming out before or after but that one's going to be a pretty cool so stay tuned if you follow me to see the fun pictures and videos from that amazing well thank you so much for being here i'm sure we'll do it again soon hey that's what that's what they say right <laughs>